Warning. The following content contains sounds. It has been shown that some sapiens of the Homo have episodic memory towards some sounds. Therefore, forming a bad reaction to certain sounds. Nevertheless, the sounds we use are only to mock actions and notions, which are, of course, ridiculous. We are not mocking the people who have them. No, no, no. Because you know in time, you may change what you do and change what you think. Having said that, this is correlation sensation. A show where I talk about your mother's mammalian protuberances. Yes, yes. They come in all sorts of shapes, colors and textures and smells. But of course, we will proceed to something more important. Margarita. Oh, yeah. He's a dead Yeah, he dead. Well, I got nothing else better to do. Oh. So we do Galen. Galen? You were talking about a Galen? No, Galen. Galen. Uh, reading about Galen, I felt really gay for Galen. That's so weird. You wanted to put it in a Galen's tushy? Excuse me. No. I meant the joyous happiness, you know. Galen and the gaiety. Jean Papaleo, he's think of the definition of the word gay has changed. You cannot say gay as in happy anymore. It is different. It is just like using the word fag. You use this word to describe people who own and operate a Harley Davidson motorcycle. Don't you mean bundle of sticks? This is not the appropriate word for fag anymore. You should also not use it to describe a cigarette unless you are French. Unless I'm French. Fish called cigarettes fags. Still? Jump up the middle, you think of it. Huh. Interesting. So cultural appropriation from the French is not good now. Uh nothing is good from France unless it's a, you know, a French horse. Or omelette du fromage. Or French fry? French don't fry. What about French women? French are weird. They're like a fellatio. 
Whoa. So you should like the French women. Yeah, as long as they don't masticate on my my um meninges. It's a weird. You're a weirdo. Yeah, I only want the salivation, not the mastication. Then mastication writing or something? Yeah. It means to chew. Yeah, you. You don't want your balls to be chewed. So, introduction. A sapien of the homo, commonly known today as Galen, called Galenos in Greek or Galenus in Latin. He was born in the year 129 CE, sometime in September. And then he died in 216 CE, making this dude old and crusty and lived to the age of 87. And that was high for that time, wasn't it? Oh, God damn, it's high for right now. Whoa. Yeah, I heard the story of someone's mother dying at 69. I'm like, my father's that age and he's perfectly healthy. So, it sucked. Yeah. So, yeah. In a place now called Bergama, which is a turkey, or inside of the turkey, like things, okay. like stuffing. Stuffing. Yeah, but during Galen's time, it was Pergamum, Mysia. Pergamum. This was okay. considered the jewel of the Asia. Oh, wow. Minor. What? Asia. Oh, cool. Yeah, and. The only place that the people know of in the Roman Empire that was a greater in uh, documents like scrolls for medicine in their libraries would be in Alexandria. Oh yes, the great libraries. Quite a loss. Yeah. Well, it's okay. They made it up. Oh. You know, they uh, rediscovered stuff. So, Galen is most known for writing on his own personal experiences, trying to find the middle ground between empiricism and anecdotal evidence. And he was so significant that all his writings were over 300 different documents which had influenced Europe in the Middle East all the way up until the 1600s. You got that? Yes. Hello? Yes, I heard you. Hey, Void. Yes. Do we have a Void for John Papanito? John Papanito, I'm here right here. Oh, oh, okay. I, I was just confused because you weren't saying anything. I'll be very, very quiet. John Papanito, I'm here hunting a rabbit. You are? In your basement? I'm a hunting rabbit. For some reason, I imagine a rabbit not to be really influenced by the sound of someone's voice. He's a rabbit. You have to be a quiet. 
Oh, okay. You know squirrels that just climb up the tree and get to their nests. I saw, I saw, I saw a, a black squirrel today. He looks so beautiful. Why has he got to be black? Does the black squirrel uh, have a big booty? No, he was just so majestic. His coat was that color. But I say squirrels come in all colors. But uh, we have a lot of them in our neighborhood, and they're very playful. Don't actually cause a lot of trouble. I also saw a bunny earlier last night. I have a lot of woodland creatures in my area and turkeys. He's a black squirrel, not a mountain. Well, uh, yes, but it is uh, not his skin color. That took you a while to answer that one. It's you. Well, you think about it. Yeah. Well, no, I had to think about the, actually, because I think all uh, squirrel skin colors are the same, it's just the hair is different. Oh, so they're all really white, but they have a brunettes no. and a redheads. I I think they're actually brown, but, uh, use a brunette. A brunette? A brunette? Oh. You could use that to capture all the douchebags. Oh, yes. Do we have a douchebag radar? I don't know. He's an interesting class here. Douchebag radar. Yeah, you know, it could be like I... doop, 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 douche, douche, douche. I believe that's what we call a douche nozzle. Douche a nozzle. It's a silly thing, it's a douche nozzle. Uh, jump up on the door. Uh, score. Uh, you have some noise in the background right here. Oh, yeah, he's a, that's a, he happens. He's a noisy people. Oh. People think it's okay to always be a noisy. He's not okay to ever be a noisy. Uh -oh. Learn to be a quiet. While you're hunting rabbits? Uh, exactly. Ah. You know, I don't think Galen ever dissected rabbits. He should They can taste very good if you beat them with your right marinade. Huh. So, on to the narrative of Galen's life. Galen's father is assumed to have been a well-known architect in Galen's home of Pergamum. Did you say Galen live in a purgatory? Pergamum. He's okay. Oh, so this little bit of data on Galen's father is assumed to be true because they have documents from that era where they say Galen's father's name. Which is Ilias Nikon. Or Ilias Nikon. Ilias? It's like a bone. Maybe Alias. I have an Alias. He's a John Papa Nito. What's your real name? John Papa Nito. Oh, you need a different Alias. No, it's a different. It's a John Papa Nito. And a John Papa Nito. Oh, okay. Uh, 
All right, I, I believe you. Just say we are different. Okay. It sounded different to jump up a needle. Yeah, and you know what else is different? What? Galen's home life. The only mention. Yeah, the only mention of a a what uh not a wife, but a mom for Galen. That would be weird. But for a mom for Galen was this um, noticing of the way his uh, mom would treat both the slaves and his dad and yell and scream because she went cuckoo. She's a cuckoo for a cuckoo puss. Yeah. And I guess that uh, this was like the only thing they know of about Galen's mom and was the reason why Galen leaned towards his dad. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah. Is there any other news about a gay lord fucker? What? What? So, Audible has a book called the Galen the Prince of Medicine, while Britannica.com has an article on Galen where they talk about how Galen was educated in his early years to teach... Uh, philosophical endeavors and the writing and the rhetoric which highly influenced Galen's future. Yeah, but by the age of 16, it is said by some that Galen had a dream. Did he dream of bunny rabbits? He dreamed of the medicine god, Asclepius. Asclepius? Asclepius. You ever hear? Yeah. I, I did an Asclepius once. It hurt on my knee. I don't think that's the same thing. Because uh, Asclepius would like, you know, help out your scraped knee. That's a weird. Isn't that the anti-Asclepius? No, Asclepius. That's what I said, Asclepius. Uh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there are many references to Asclepius appearing in Galen's dreams and Galen's writings, giving him all sorts of incantations or medicinal properties of plants to help people out with their diseases. Sounds kind of funny. I never had no god come in my dream and tell me what to do. Oh, you not the god in your own dream? What? Hero? Yes, I'm here. Well, you should be the god in your own dream. That's you what Galen... You What? You should be in charge of your dream. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, are you talking about the vivid dreaming? I'm talking about a vivid section. Oh, yeah? You do that with the bunny rabbit? Pervert. 
Oh, I talk about this vivisection with a bunny rabbit. You want to do a weird thing with my bunny rabbit? Young Papa Noodle, he just walks in to stop it eating his bushes. You call me a pervert. Now you want to do a weird thing? You have bunnies eating your bush. Yes, I have multiple bushes. One on your face and one on your meninges. I keep them on my meninges a keen. That's so very I. nice. What? I said so do I. Ah. Wait. What? Back to topic. Back to topic. Yeah, this is a, this is a good idea. So, at the age of 16, Galen had to went to a medical school in Smyrna. Pergamum, which is currently called Izmir, Turkey. Then he later went to Alexandria in Egypt. If you haven't listened to our Hero Felis and Here's the Stratus episodes, you know, I encourage you to listen to those because this explains some of the reasons why Alexandria was really good for medicine. It's because of other people that study a medicine together. Mm, yeah. But I would have added that, uh, even though they consider Alexandria like the greatest place for medicine, for the <laughs> civilized. Hello? Yes, we're listening. Yes, please. Who, who did that? John Papanito, I just asked the question. How dare you? John Papanito, he's doing nothing. He's a boy. He's a boy. There's John Papanito who belched. What do I keep going on about Gaelic please? Well, even voids belch. Like black holes. They belch. Void. Yes. Are you trying to pin this all on John Papanito? No, I'm trying to listen. Okay. By the year 157 current era, Galen is said to have returned to Pergamum, resulting in him becoming a chief physician to some gladiators for the high priest of Asia in that time. With some simple math, Galen would have been the age of 28. And around five years later, in 162 CE, Galen moved out and went to Rome. If you listen to the audible book I mentioned previously, you would have uh, heard all sorts of interesting details regarding this time. For one, there have been samples of bone tissue showing that lead contents were over 150 milligrams per gram around that time in 200 in CE. Is that a high? Some papanillo don't know. I think that's a really high amounts of lead. Is that bad? They say lead poisoning is bad. Yeah, I think so. I well, think. Wouldn't that you make you like a Iron Man? You have like a lot of iron, man. You be lead, man. 
You just need dick. You need a lid. I think it's bigger than iron. You'd be really soft. You think it's for iron smelting? Maybe they like it to chew on the iron. It's a very malleable. I don't know. I think maybe they were drinking the rum off from the smelting. Goddamn, that would give you a lot of metal poisoning. That would have like a burning your mouth, too. You would have a lot of blisters. Uh, I don't think they did it directly after the smelting. Well, all I know is that lead is a bad for your body. Yeah, it's also a neurotoxin. Which would uh, be a, a reasonable explanation as to why the empire crumbled. What? The smelting caused them to have poisoning? I believe so. That's the narrative given in the Audible book. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, when uh, Galen went to Rome, uh, he had a good connections because he had a teacher that was pretty popular named Eudemus when he was younger. Also, he was a human who had slaves who was wealthy and actually was the only heir to his daddy's mummy. And his daddy already died by the time Galen was the age of 19. So his daddy had a mummy before he was a dad? Yeah, he had a bunch of mummy. And a bunch you of men. wasn't a mummy? What? Why would you want to have anybody's mummy? That's a weird. That would be a stinky thing to have around. Well, it really helped Galen out because, you know, he was able to do all his uh, studying and a lot of the wealthier class that he was a part of socializing in, um, they all participated in, uh, you know, being physicians as a practice. Galen actually had all this money and he rarely accepted any form of money when he helped people out. At least that's what Galen wrote. Oh yeah, he makes himself look like a prince. He made oh, like the, a, yeah. He made Rome great again. Yeah, yeah. That's how you make our things great again. You just stop taking our money for everything you do. Yeah. And uh, it's also noted that multiple physicians at the time were actually slaves because it wasn't a very prestigious job position. Probably because uh, <laughs> they didn't know too much. Well, it's a funny because the United States has the most wealthiest doctors, but they also have the worst health care. Yeah. So maybe we should, like, you know, not do it that way because that's wrong. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, they think they take profit over people. That sounds about right. Jump up a little. He worked in a hospital once. And there was a doctor there, and he did a surgery on people that didn't really need the surgery. It was all elective. And then he go on vacation. John Papanino spent, he just to do the surgeries so he could buy himself vacations. Oh, yes. 
Well, I had one good doctor I knew that uh, was an anesthesiologist. He was actually really important and really good at his job. Huh. Well, he's a, you know, he's a healthcare, he's, you know, he's a necessity to live a through life. So, they need to be a doctor in a healthcare because, you know, without him, he's like not having a food, you know? So, you know, if it's too expensive for people to have, it's like making food too expensive for people to eat. Hmm. Yeah. But I also tend to lean towards this idea that there's so many people who really don't care about taking care of themselves, and that's why they have a lot of problems. So I think a lot of doctors are like, here, take this. I know you're not going to change your lifestyle. I made a change when I was way overweight and lost and was pre-diabetic. And guess what? I got, so I wasn't pre-diabetic, and I was in the normal sugar blood glucose rating, like 98 percentile. So I went from being borderline to being okay. See, these are cool. You do the right thing. Yeah. A lot of people, they don't do the right thing. They just do the easier thing, which is a never, ever the right thing. Well, it was the crazy time because I had just gotten a job that was uh, very physical, and I just kept going to the gym and working out and also doing a physical job, so it helped out. Yeah. Plus, plus I stopped eating. Back then, I was eating two, drinking two liters of soda and eating whole bags of potato chips with fried chicken. And I don't even touch potato chips. Oh, that sounds good. It sounds like you live as a dream. I'm still not as healthy as that, but unfortunately, I gained a little bit more weight, but I've lost it. But that's because we're cooped up here because of the lockdown. You're pooped up there because of a lockdown. You know what you, you told me last weekend? You need a fiber if you are pooped up. What? You told me you went to go do the whoopee with a female sapien of the homo. Oh, that was after lockdown. I was saying I gained weight during lockdown when we couldn't go anywhere. Well, you're acting like you're in lockdown now. You don't hang out with me, but you have coitus with a female sapien of the homo. We both have a little. He think uh, Gork wants to have a coitus with a boy. That's why Gork is a saying this stuff. That's a weird Gork. No, no, we want to make sweet music together. Don't you psychoanalogize me. Nobody's gonna psychoanalyze you, except for maybe a void. I think. Sticking my finger in there. I think the only one talking about this is uh, John Papanito, and I think that's his fascination. Is projecting onto us. John Papanito, he does a repeat of the things that you say. I didn't say anything like that. Me no put anything in Void's Void. Got really quiet. Oh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Back to, back to topic. So, 
Galen, as I said, did a lot of uh, little moments where he displayed his anatomical knowledge, where he would dissect and vivisect several different species, like a macaque monkey. He is known for cutting the intercostal muscles in a macaque monkey to show that, oh, they don't breathe afterwards. Isn't that nice? So where? where the macaque monkey, he was alive? Where did he remove the intercostal muscles? Oh, yeah. Very nice. That is not nice. That is not nice. That is, that is a very wonderful thing to do to another species. You know, today we believe that. Back then, it was a different time. But it's still, you know, it's not very nice. Yeah. And actually, it's noted that Galen put in his own writings that he uh, did not want to perform on vivisections anymore after that on the macaque monkey because of the excruciating emotions that the macaque's face made. So he said he knows that animal has a feelings. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a smart dude. Yeah, apparently he had empathy for something that looked more like a human. He had to like you know cut it open and remove a tissue and then it had to die from suffocation before he figured it all out. Boy, it's a smart guy. Yeah, not like you know the monkey ever displays emotions like anger or horniness. Or, you know, he doesn't, uh, you know, scream when you're cutting it open. Yeah. Well, you know, he may have uh, already done some experiments with cutting the, you know, pharyngeal nerve. Because he also is known for cutting a uh, pharyngeal nerve. Or laryngeal nerve, my bad. Laryngeal nerve. On uh, Piggly Wiggly. To show everybody that he knows that... The brain is what controls the voice because of this connection from the brain to the throat. But we all know Gork, he still speaks from his ass. Gork no speak from ass? What do you talk about? Voice. John Papanier. Oh, you did it again. You do good at that. Wait, let me try, let me try. Does that sound like I am shitting in a toilet bowl? No. I do not speak from my ass. I'm pretty sure it sounds like a proper piece of piece. Is that what it sounds like when you go? No, we just want you talk. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. See? How it does sounds just like a how do you make fizz sound when you shit? Wait, wait, no, 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 this is important. I've never made that sound before. Void, you ever make that sound? Only make a sploosh sound in the toilet. Sploosh. Sploosh? Yeah. Ah. Yeah, Oh, you better take one that night. Cause you were stinky. And you made a shit. See, there he goes again. Go on. Talking about a poop. 
This whole thing was about the poop. You oh, started it, dog. Look. Gork would have never talked about poop if it wasn't for John Papamito. Gork, you still do that. Gork, you still talking about poop. I'm not talking about poop. You just said it. Ha! I didn't say anything. So, around four years later in 166 current era, Galen left the capital of Rome. Back to topic. It was indicated by audible book I mentioned earlier that Galen left Rome due to rumors of the plague. Turns out it was not just rumors at all. According for many years by many people, they have shown that there was definitely a plague from the years 165 to 168 where it killed an estimate of over three million people. It's three years of plague. That's a three years of coronavirus. Mm. It's like a saying. Oh, no. So, Galen is noted for saying that it was called anthrax in the audible book. But the Wikipedia, for some reason, told me that it was smallpox. Oh, that's something they disagree. Yeah, again... It could have it been a both, you know. It yeah. could have been one and the other, but the other one get more publicity. Maybe. But, at the same time, Wikipedia gave a description about it. It was a black blood forming underneath scabs and skin lesions where the skin was falling off, and it sounds like anthrax to me. It sounded like a boobo. It's a boobo from the bubonic Oh, yeah? Is the bubo? Bubo is coming from a bubonic plague. Oh. It's a lymph node. They get all black and a swollen and a oozy, oozy, puffy, wuffy. Ah. So all we know it was a skin infection, right? Should have went to the skin doctor. Did he tell you what to do? What? I love that band. The Skin Doctor? Yeah. Oh, oh, I can prove that Spin Doctor has Skin Doctor. Sorry. Back to topic. I, uh, went off and started speaking without reading because I already know what this was said, so I have to go around and around. I hate when I do that. Hmm, I wonder where that came from, Void. I don't know. Now, both Britannica.com and Audible Book, I mentioned earlier, lean towards the narrative that Galen went back to Pergamum due to envy of colleagues in Rome. What? Yes, the envy was so much that it was jealousy sabotage and falsification of Galen's own documents to smear Galen's name all over the wall like the way John Papanito speaks because he's not worthy a president. Vote Gork, 2020. John Papanito, he thinks maybe he's a more like a boy talking about 
you know, doing the girls, doing the, you know, the lockdown time, it's similar. Yeah, what's up with that? You, you don't come and do a podcast, but you go and bang out one nut. Oh, where do we go to get tested? You get the no swab? You test test frequently. You test often. It's like a diabetes. Uh, yes, there's one uh, near my house at the mall. What if I don't have any symptoms, huh? If I have no temperature rising? Uh, you can be still symptomatic for four days or 14 days without showing any symptoms. Habit. Yeah, but you know when you guys get tested between that time do you guys leave in a plastic bubble? It's only three days or two days so you can basically get confirmation of for a while and then Back to topic So yeah, Galen went back to Pergamon The end. Yay! There was much rejoicing. Oh wait, no, it's not the end. Around two years after when Galen went back to his exit, his homeland of Greekiness in 168 to 169 CE, Galen is communicated communicated to have a call to back by two joint emperors, Lucius Verus and Marcus Aurelius. Why are they a joint emperor? Are they like connected at the hip? I think they were brothers. One was adopted and the other one was not, and in some reason the daddy said, hey, you guys both got to rule, plus it was a pretty big Roman Empire. Did you assess so? Yeah. Actually, I learned that. Wait, no, I don't know if I learned that. I could be completely wrong about the fact that the dad gave the power to both of them because there are several moments in time of Roman Empire showing that. But that was on a Roman history podcast by one named, uh, what his name? Duncan? No. Dan Duncan? You don't want to say his name. What? If he's not going to say your name, you don't say his name. He's not nice. No, it's okay. I don't care. He's like, he's been doing podcasting for over 10 years. Sounds like he's getting out of the basement. Yeah. So, Galen was wanted to help to be a physician during the military campaign in northern Italy. It is also said that it wasn't until after the death of Lucius Versus in 169 that Galen returned to his place in Rome. This is you where they were doing the whoopee, and that's why he was there. No, I as soon as he died, he stopped doing the whoopee, so he go home. I think Galen wanted to portray himself as a very nice and humble and caring person. And then maybe he understood how serious it was and that Rome needed him as a spectacular almighty physician so his very wonderful ass could go there finally. You say almighty physician is a silly thing to say. Yeah. You say almighty at all. 
Well, Asclepius is definitely their almighty god. He comes to uh, Galen in his dreams. Yep. No lie there. That's so weird. Well, you tell me. It sounds like me, though. Yeah, I know. It sounds like some Numa. So, when Galen made his way back to Rome, this is where he began working for one called Marcus Aurelius. And then later, for Commodus and Septimius Severus as a court physician. Now, if I read. Eminem. What about Snickers? I see, he's almost a September now. Oh, Septimius is the, the Roman Empire. Or Roman Emperor. Now, if I recall correctly, it's been a couple weeks since I listened to this audible book I mentioned primarily on our physician of interest. But, it said that Galen wasn't uh, exactly a court physician. He was just one of multiple physicians that worked in the court. So, Galen made himself sound like he uh, was uh, more than he was. It seems as if you're calling a theme with this guy. Yeah. You, know, you know, he said, I don't need your money because I have enough money. I just do it on my own because I want to be a helpful guy. And then he says, I gotta go help with things and do this, do that, and I call a physician and then they come back. He didn't actually do all that stuff. He just, you know, made it up. He like made himself look better, almost like the blonde Cheeto. He do nothing in his whole life, but you know what? He got elected president by dumb people. Back to topic. Oh, everybody's talking about the orangutan. Yo, I had to spend about five minutes watching that orangutan babble on and not to listen to the people asking them questions and not answering the questions, then saying something that isn't true, then talking about how wonderful he was and the USPS guy was. But I was like, if he wanted to make the USPS greater again, then why did he make it fall apart? I never heard about all these problems beforehand. Oh yeah, no, it's never a problem when he in charge. It's always a problem when somebody else is in charge. It sounds like this. He's a really, really great guy. Uh, he's doing a really great job. I helped him out a lot. He's my friend. We're all friends together. But then when they get arrested for a child sex ring, they're not really friends, they're acquaintances, and he just wishes them well. I don't know that guy. I heard really good things about him, but I don't know him. I never associated with him, but, um, you know, uh, I just don't know. Uh, he was never part of my life. Yeah. They also wanted to talk about the difference. Back to topic the difference between Galen and Marcus Aurelius, then Marcus Aurelius was a Stoic philosopher, where Galen was a different kind of philosopher because his dad, according to Galen, instilled the notion of 
not following any kind of dogmatic belief system, but take from what makes sense to you. So he taught him how to be himself and rather than relying on some primal group. Now. So? What? That's Oh, that's a good idea. Now, it wasn't mentioned that there was a devastating fire on the brief overview of Galen's life on Britannica.com, but there was one. I know because there was an ancient history encyclopedia and also the audible book mentioned in 192 CE that there was a fire which destroyed a large collection of Galen's writings. And Galen later said that he had to try to compose all these writings all over again. Which is kind of interesting, because I don't think anybody could possibly do that with more than a hundred different books. Unless if he was not a human. What do you think about that one? You think he was human? I think he was a subhuman. Oh. According to uh, Galen, he was superior because he was Greek and, you know, Romans were lesser than Greeks and they were also very pompous when talking to Greeks or Romans, I mean. It's a funny you say that because a Roman took over Greece like it was a little above because Greece is a yeah. very small, poor country full of people who don't actually do anything but take money from the government. Yeah, another interesting thing is that many Romans who were once wealthy at one point in time when they became, uh, when they were living in Pergamum, when the Arab nations, it wasn't really Arab back then, it was, uh, what's that big evil dude that fought the Greeks, specifically Spartans? He's a Persia. Yeah, the, what's that, what's that dude's name though? The main thing. What? No. No, no. What's the name of that leader of Persia that fought the 300? Leonidas? No, Leonidas was from the Greeks. He was Spartan. But I'm talking about. Oh. Xerxes. Xerxes, yeah. Xerxes the Sixth. That guy. He was actually noted by Galen several times because Xerxes had a lot of anecdotes for his uh, poisons and toxins he tested on himself. And uh, there was a lot of documentation and Galen really liked it, apparently, according to the article book. I thought that was kind of interesting. So, Britannica mentioned that in 207, Galen wrote most of his works, which is a really long time afterwards. While the audible book noted that the majority of Galen's writings were destroyed in that fire. Which is also interesting. I already said that, goddammit. Long pause. Yeah, no. What happened? Oh, so I like, went ahead of myself, like I, I recalled what I wrote, so I started saying it, then I lost my place because I stopped because I was recalling from memory. Uh, going back to Britannica, 
as the meat of this sandwich. Of sources for the meat. Even though there are deviations in the narratives, it's also noted that Galen had died of either the year 216 or 217 CE. Yep. I wanted to talk a little bit about Galen and his medical studies. Medical studies of what? Oh, I'm glad you asked. So I noted, or I told you guys about his uh, anatomical studies on vivisection and dissection of multiple species, right? Harold? Yes. I thought you were going to continue what you were saying, so that's why I was letting you speak. You just stopped talking for no reason. Yeah. Uh, one thing important to note that, oh, I gotta put this, uh, god damn it, I got to edit this part in. I got to talk about how Galen had claimed that when the Roman Empire went to war with the Celts up in Northern Europe, that Galen wrote about how he was jealous of the other physicians that went up with Marcus Aurelius for being able to dissect Celts because they were an inferior race and subhuman. Oh, you little did he know that they were probably the same. Yeah, not much different, I don't think. Probably uh, the only difference was maybe makeup based on uh, geographical and DNA. Yeah, and he also said that Galen knew that the other physicians lacked the ability to document properly on their anatomical studies and didn't have much experience like Galen did. But it, was, but it is also noted that Galen chose not to go up there to be the physician up there. Perhaps he didn't know at the time they were going to do dissections on Celts, so he said, no, I'm not going. But what is really important is that Galen did not do any studies on human bodies, which is kind of funny because he transmitted or he crossed over certain anatomical findings a lot on apes, like the macaque monkey, in pigs, in horses, in sheep, in dogs, and even an elephant heart. And he wrongfully thought there was a bone in the heart, but he also thought a lot of good things, too. Sorry if you hear Lothar Bike going around. Can you guys hear that? What is that? A uh, Lothar Bike. I oh. I heard sirens at the beginning of this. Uh, I think that was John Papanito, but uh, there was a Lothar Bike going around. Sorry for the inconvenience, folks. It would be a scooter or a... Uh, yes? So, much like Herophilus, Galen noted the difference between arteries and veins. Noted to be most important is rather than air or... or... is rather than pneuma that the arteries and veins both carried blood. But, he also noted, oxygen was transferred from the pulmonary system through some... Uh, 
arteries and veins by the connections from the right side of the heart to the left side to be pumped out to the rest of the body through means of the arteries and sucked up to the veins. That was another thing that he noticed, but he also did cutting on certain sections of the spinal cords and noticed that the motor control was lost below the cut of the spinal cords, further solidifying Galen's belief that the brain is the connection and control of consciousness in the body. How dare you burp? Who burps on this podcast? How dare you? This is not good. What you talk about? I never burp. Lies. This is why you Pa. The most important factor, though, out of everything we've ever talked about regarding Galen is that Galen is given credit for rediscovering seven different pairs of cranial nerves. Most of which were already discovered by Herophilus, so that's wonderful. I thought we could have the next episode on that. Oh, sounds fun. I like this episode a lot. Yeah. We're gonna go over how wrong he was, too. It's a good idea. Let's tell people how wrong somebody was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, never talk about anything they did that was positive. Always negative. Like a crab in a bucket. It's alright. Yeah. So, one of those things is that, oh, you know, Galen was like a lot of people and loved to emphasize on the, the imbalances that caused disease. And unlike Hippocrates, he disagreed or rather he added in that specific organs could have these imbalances rather than just the whole body. Even though I would argue that systematic causes or some imbalances through the whole system of the body could impact the imbalances within organs. You guys familiar with the four types of uh, humors? Yes, the bio, the... No. Blood, yellow bile, black bile, and phlegm. Okay, yes. Okay. Yes. And they're described, each of them are described by two different characteristics, whether it be hot or cold, or dry or wet. Another thing to note is that Galen spent some time studying opium. The audible book mentioned two years of studying opium. While nothing was mentioned in Britannica, a lot of people credit Galen for why opium's widespread use became or came into the Roman Empire. Galen noted that opium was used for sedatives in pain man management, but also for another disease. Do you want to know the name of these other diseases? Tell me the diseases. Are you familiar with the term leukorrhea? 
Lucaria. Is that a form of a diarrhea? Kind of, but it's not out of the behind. It's a female one. Does it come out of the vagina? White or yellowish vaginal discharge, commonly caused by an imbalance of estrogen. In <sighs> increase your chances of being infected by some other kind of microbes. That's a gross. Women are a gross. Yeah, apparently it's said that Galen, or that several physicians, not specifically Galen, used the poppy, <laughs> the poppy latex excreted from its, you know, plump fruit in the form of opium. And someone likes to claim that the last coins ever produced by the Roman Empire happened to have the poppy plant on them. But then I recall that many historians argue at which time the Roman Empire actually fell. But that's kind of an interesting narrative. Galen is partially responsible for the fall of the Roman Empire. That's interesting. So are you saying you're right saying he is responsible for the fall of the American Empire? Why you say that? Because he's falling. Well, yeah. Oh, it's, it's a narrative one could go with. I will say he didn't help very much. Don't think he helped anybody but himself, but that's just my opinion. He did not make anything great. He made it all really bad. What I find very interesting is a lot of people say that Joe Biden is for the big, huge mass media and more mass corporations, while at the same time, the orange orangutan made it to where the poor people had to pick up the slack in the realm of trying to become entrepreneurs. Made it harder for them. He's a funny, that's sad. You like you said, Joe Biden for this, orangutan for that. But they're <laughs> all really about the same. They just don't want to believe that the other guy, he's for the same thing. They're suspecting that he's better because they think his hair is amazing. I think it's who wants what mascot you want, you know? What kind of, what kind of foam finger you want to put on your hand? Do you want the orange one? Or do you want the old the wrinkly white one? Hello? Yes. Jump up and do He say I told some goats. Yeah, don't know, but for the conclusion of this, Galen has made a huge impact, and no matter how long I would have tried to have done this podcast episode, it would take at least eight hours to cover all of the details you want to know about Galen, because he has over 300 documents that he produced, and there's only 150 left in circulation, surmounting to being about one-eighth of all documents left from the ancient world.
That's because of people like the orangutan burn it all down. Yeah. Orange orangutan, purple orangutan, brown orangutan, black orangutan, and white orangutans. And yellow orangutans. There are no yellow orangutans. The blonde orangutan has some yellow on top of his head. Well, he's not an orangutan of a yellow. He is a orange orangutan. Yeah, he just bleached the top of his head. It's on a fake up there anyway. He's a, like a, you know, yarn. Somebody take a yarn and plug it into his scalp. I think he's really a robot. And they put fake, fake head on him. You know, it's really a latex mask. I don't know, maybe. Yeah, the CIA been working on robots. That's my conspiracy theory. It's really Obama, but they just, uh, you know, did some little changes to him. I don't know. They hit him on the head really hard to make him shorter. You know, they force-fed him. You know, they uh, put in the chip to make him, you know, kind of dumb. Yeah, so we're going to go over the cranial nerves in detail next week. We already do the nerves. We do the nerves again? Well, we're going to go over what Galen thought of. Because uh, he mixed up some nerves. He did. It was like kind of interesting because the nerves that Herophilus is said to have discovered were essentially what Galen rediscovered. But at the same time, Galen made more mistakes, according to the narratives I've read, than Herophilus. And I didn't really go well over into exactly where they exit out. Have you heard of all these different foramina in the head of a human? I, I didn't quite understand. Have you have you taken a look at the, the all the different foramina inside of a human head? What's foramina? Holes. Oh, okay. There's a bunch of little holes on the bottom portion of the skull where all these nerves come out. That's the way you put your fingers in when you want to go to bowling with the skull. Oh, you're talking about the eye sockets? The orbital fissures? Use an eye socket. Eye socket? How am I an eye socket? Are you saying I suck at something? Jump off a little He'll never say you are sucking anything, God, except for being president. Vote for John Papadopoulos. Pah! I'm going to vote for Gork. After you vote for John Papadopoulos. Pah! Pah! Never. John Papadopoulos, you gotta go play some golf. What? You gonna play golf? That's how the orangutan do it. He pretend to do stuff, but he's really on a golf course. I gotta tell you one thing. As a president, I will never play golf. That's a wrong. They do not do a president, right? President play golf anytime something important is going on. That's so people can see him and not to worry. Ah, uh, 
You know, for fun, I'd rather just have parties with really, really influential people, and then we could start having different ideas, you know, start talking about things and changing our opinions. Oh, you know, like in your private island house down there with all the little girls who imported with Jeffrey Epstein? What? Fake nose. Don't have a little guy. It's our time to eat a lunch. Okay. You have a good one. Later, dudes. Bye.